0: Hi fam. Welcome to Unlace Project. I'm your host Steph with co-host BT where we unlace creatives, entrepreneurs, athletes and the stories that make them who they are. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcast and follow and like us on Spotify or wherever you may listen to your favorite pods.
1: Well, let's get started. All right, I'm
2: ready.
1: Ready you ready? I'm in
2: the hot seat.
1: Right. A hot seat. <laughs> nah, you're a champion. Yeah, you're a
0: champ hey. with, with champion Ellis Barfield with Linwood hey. High School. He is third overall CIF Southern Section all-winningest coach, and he also tallies in 10 CIF Southern Section championships, six CIF regional state championships, and five state championships which is a whole lot of championships.
2: That's my joke where I tell all my friends, just call me champion.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's you champ
0: all day. <laughs> Go ahead with champ. Um No, I really
2: tell the team that I, when I refer to the team, I, I refer to them now, i champions. And that's, that's the right. thing Just read them that way.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. they all earned and deserve it. Yes. So you're getting into your, is my math adding up? Is Are you approaching your 30th season?
2: Uh, you're definitely right. Wow. I started as head coach in the 92 93 season. Okay. Wow. I've actually been at Linwood coaching more than 30 years. I started about three years as JV coach. Okay. Before okay. I became the head varsity coach. So oh. I did my time a little bit. I did just jump in as head varsity, but it kind of seemed like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, during the time, but time flies.
0: Oh, she's gonna say that thirty years has gone fast. Man, it's gone extremely it's fast, gone fast. At least from our, our end. perspective. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> as you tallied it up, because I couldn't. Ah, <laughs> oh, we got it for you. <laughs> I would have started stuttering. I don't keep count. Yes, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Numbers, especially after this period of time, when you just keep going, mm-hmm. you just look forward to the. You know, you're always plotting and planning. Like, okay, what I got to do to get ready for you know, next up, some upcoming season to get, you know, these kids ready to get them in that frame of mind and, uh, you know, winning mentality.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think what makes that so special is that you are a, a decorated Black coach um, that represents the community and represents winning. Um, I know that was in, important for me when I was growing up, um, just knowing that, there was a coach like you down the street who was represent represented winning and success and a program that was worth something. Um, so, t- just talk about your representation and what got you into coaching. My sisters. <laughs> okay. That's what
2: got me into coaching. I never dreamed of being a coach. I never even thought about it. I wanted to be playing professional basketball. I wanted to go to college on a scholarship. I'm the oldest in my family, and we migrated from Mississippi. Um, When I was about three years old, came to L.A., I went to uh, middle school and everything. And before I knew it, we were shipped to New York. Uh, I went to Rochester, New York for a school year and then came back to L.A. So during those times, then we moved from L.A. to Compton and then from Compton to Linwood. That's how I landed at Linwood. So I'm actually alumni class of 83. And I was the uh, experimental baby (laughs) because I was the first. And I moved around so much, but the thing was, what what kept me and helped me fit in was sports. And basketball was a thing I wanted to do. Uh, my dad was actually a baseball player, and he really wanted me to play baseball, like birthdays and holiday, you know, uh, Christmas. I would get gloves and bats and different things, and he would pitch. To, I have he would pitch to me in the backyard. I couldn't pitch to him. I would have to catch <laughs> his ninety-five. <95-hour. laughs> but he was like that. The thing was, I would be playing baseball. I was on a little team. I'd be looking over at the basketball courts, seeing everybody move in. And- Run in it, you know. That was me. I'm like, I'm standing here in right field, waiting for a hit. <laughs> it's gonna never come. You Just bored. <laughs>
0: He's trying to get shots up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking over there, having fun and movement, and you know, it's just—I don't know. It's just something with basketball that always kind of like just kind of made me. I mean, I, I ran track, and played a little bit of football, and all that, but basketball was it. It did something for me. And uh just sitting at TV watching the Lakers way back in the day. Um, all that inspired me, so I wanted to be able to make life easier for my siblings, mm. and I was able to do that through sports. So I was a coach before I knew it, because everything I was learning, I was teaching it to them. Even if we were in a room, I would have them up doing jumping jacks, running in plays. We're doing push-ups, we're doing all that. We getting ready. We're gonna stay ready. My sister, I had her running uh, against boys in the street, you know, running in races and just doing stuff, but. Mainly just teaching them, you know, how to be a student athlete. And before you know it, <clears throat> here I am, older, finished school, and everything. And my sister, between her junior and uh, senior year, they had a coaching change, and a lot of people were asking me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> All I did was come and take my sister to camps in the summer, and you know, keep her active. And I'm alumni and everything, but I, I'm still trying to play. I'm thinking about even going overseas. Right. Before you know it. The athletic director and assistant principal, all these were who were my former coaches when I was in high school, came to me and asked me, you know, would I accept the job of head coach? I could see the potential in these kids. And I'm like, if they want me as head coach, I'll definitely leave them. Mm. Not a problem at all. I made my commitment day one there and they made their commitment. And it was it was a really good bond, a really good feeling because we went on, we went undefeated. It was some games. People questioned, you know, what I was doing because, hey, this guy is subbing out the first five and putting in a second five. What is he doing? Like (laughs) they should be blowing a team out by 30 or 40 and they're only winning by 10. But I had a plan and people didn't understand that because as assistant coach and as a player, I wasn't always the greatest player. I wasn't always a starter. I worked hard for that. And you learn that as a coach, you like, you know what? You got to give some people some opportunity because if you only play that first five, if something happens, you're in turmoil. Yeah. And if those kids get complacent, you know, I'm a starter, I don't, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. And you got kids working hard, to me, you reward them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted our bench to be as just as strong as our, our, our starters, just in case anything happened. But most of all, give all the kids an opportunity And I felt we all will contribute, and we all will feel like winners at the end of the, you know, of it all. Yeah, I had a lot of people who didn't like that and were heckling, but we went undefeated. (laughs) I mean, and I'm like, right? Yeah, I'm like, now shut up. (laughs) so (laughs) just
0: call me champ and sit back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm seeing like my style of play now is carrying over to a lot of teams. I even watch the NBA. Like your second team, you have to have a second team. Yes, you do. And you have to have players prepared to step in. Now, you know, the motto is next man up, you know, all right. that. but that happened to us the year before I was head coach. We had two All-American players on our team. They never came out of the game and we never subbed hardly. And I've been working. My job as assistant coach was to develop, you know, all these other players. And I start developing these kids and I'm like hitting to the coach, like, you know, I, I So-and-so can go in right now. She, you know, she can step Mm -hmm. up. She could, but he didn't, he didn't believe in that. And when I became head coach, I was able to implement that, that system and that style. And I'm Mm -hmm. still doing that to this day. You know, a lot of people, they'll say like, hey, he plays this whole team. He plays, Mm -hmm. who who does that? Who plays the bench? Go deep into the bench like that. And I'm like, this is, this is what I do. (laughs) This is, this is my style.
0: And that's what makes you different. Because there's so many other um, big high school programs out there who played their five to seven players and that eight through 10 kid are equally as talented and they never see a minute, you know, and they never develop, they never get experience and they still have collegiate dreams, but... They just wanted right. that five to seven. So they never stepped on the court, mm-hmm. you know, and so many kids just get lost, you know? And, and I think that it's right. that's a, that's a testament to you and your program. Cause you, you do, every kid does come through and get an opportunity.
2: Yeah. It, to me, it's on the coach too. You have to develop kids. That's yes. your job as a coach to come through. That's what we're supposed to be about. It's not where it's like microwave, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> where it used where things now, you just try to get in all these players maybe from club teams all together coming in or whatever and my thing is coaching i like the process i like to see kids develop i like to see kids that come in hungry maybe not have all the tools but you give them a you know opportunity to get a skill set yeah and those kids appreciate that my least players after they graduate, still come back and they want to coach. They want to do things. And it's, it's just a, a good feeling inside because no matter if that kid came in talented or not, when he left out the door, they were different. They were better. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. mentally and physically.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's what I, I, I enjoy about it.
1: Yeah. I, that's what's been so great about you, Ellis, is that you pour into the child, yeah. Um, and it's not just, and you use basketball as the tool to do that. And yes. I think it's, it, it has showed, I mean, we played I mean, you were still coaching, of course, and it was something that I admired just about you from afar is that you saw how fearless those girls were, how mm-hmm. determined, how hard they, those girls, they were run through a wall for you, mm-hmm. but that's because they knew that you were pouring into them and it was genuine. Um, and, it's, and it can be hard to find that because a lot of coaches and programs, let's be real, all they care about is Winning. the plaques and the wins. Yep. Right, um, and right. they, for, they forget why you're really here, what the job entails. Right.
2: No, I appreciate that. And that's what I want. You know, I grew up in church. So one of the things I took from church, my biggest takeaway is let your light shine mm-hmm. and do that. Others will see. And my thing is, my kids even know like my players say, wear your rings?" <laughs> I don't wear none of the rings. Um, I don't even wear jewelry, really. But oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if that's your thing, that's cool. But I don't do it for that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I tell them what I really do it for. And of course, we're working hard. We work. We want to win. We want championships. But my biggest championship for you to leave here and further your education uses as a tool, mm-hmm. uses experience. You know, experience to help you in your life because it's helped me get so many places. And it's just a testimony to me and my coaching, you know, me, my longevity, because I still wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here talking to you guys today if I just, you know, it was all about the wins Mm -hmm, because you're going to lose some, Mm -hmm. you're going to go through those valleys where the talent pool is a little lower and you got to work with some kids that, you know, maybe just started playing basketball. You got to do all that. So it's a grind and to the, you know, younger coaches coming up and to the other coaches that, I've seen come and go, you know, where your heart's gotta be in. You gotta love what you're doing. And you have yeah. to have a passion for it, just like you want the players to have it. Like why are you come as a coach and don't have these things Hello. that you're saying. Mm.
1: So <laughs> model it, please.
0: Right. I know you say you lose count with championships and whatnot. Um, but with that development, do you ha- do you know how many kids you've sent on to to college or whatnot?
2: No, I I, I lost count. Oh, I know. I lost count. But I have kids that text me randomly, and some just say, Thank you, coach. That's more genuine to me. Uh, but to further the education, that's the biggest thing. I, I've lost count. I have so many kids that are coaching. Like, I know you guys know Sade Wiley Gatewood. Yeah, oh, yeah. She San know.
1: Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. They she, uh, she was able to come to one of my games. We had to go <clears throat> in our first round in uh, regionals. We had to go to Mission Hills in San Diego and play. Oh. And. <laughs> okay. I'm riding like on my way up, getting on a bus, <clears throat> and I'm looking at my phone and I see a text from Sade. It's like, Coach, I need a ticket.
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. I love it. That makes you feel so good though. I'm like,
2: yeah, I'm like, Sade, you're on the guest list. I'm gonna text this right <laughs> now. <way." laughs> and if they give you any problems, you come in with the staff.
0: Uh-huh. But
2: she was in the championship games too. She was in regionals as well. She went to CIF and won a championship this year. But it I was the same her. a few years ago when she was at a different team. But having your former players that are coaching and playing, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a it's a great feeling. You it's nothing that money can replace. That's and right. to see them giving forward, and we went on to win our regionals. They they end up losing, and she said we should have won, Coach. We should we were better than that team, and blah blah blah. And I just had to let her know, Sade, you're already winning, mm-hmm. you're winning and you'll be back there on that stage again. Cause I remember when I had her as a freshman and we went all the way to CIF championship and the regionals and then we lost to Norban and she fell out on the floor and she was crying. And I went out and picked her up and just told her, we'll be back. Yeah. Don't cry. I-, I love your passion, mm-hmm. but let's go. We're, be- we're coming right back mm-hmm. and that's just motivation. And just, you know, same thing. I'm able to tell her as, you know, now coach to coach, Sade, you'll be back. And that's what you got to let those kids know. You'll be right back there. Right. But you already winning. Look where you got these kids. Look what you've turned that program around. Mm. And look at, the, you know, the blessing you are in return. And, but look at the opportunity. I'm looking at your life, your legacy that you're leaving. But what you started, I mean, you, who can say they played for the past Sunday? <laughs> like how many people seriously? Say that?
1: Yes, right. Absolutely. Now, now so, with your level of success, Ellis, you've made a decision to stay at Linwood and we know yes. you've could have gone on, you could have been UCLA, <laughs> you could been LSU, you could have been wherever you wanted to go, <laughs> coaching USA team, well, what kept you Yeah, here? I, I
2: did. I want to, I want to, I could be kind of pat myself on the back and say, oh, I'm so humble and I'm like this uh, I'm grounded and that's, you know, it for me. But my goal is one day to coach college ball. Okay. And I, I could not sit here and lie to you and say, I don't think about it because I go to college games and I, my players that play for different schools and I look mm-hmm. and I see some things and I think I can do, <laughs> <laughs> I can do some things <laughs> and I'm not putting anybody down. I don't put anybody down. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I've been asked. I've been asked to come aboard with other coaches and, you know, and and do different things. And I'll tell them, yes, I I will. But in my heart, I knew I would want to go in as a head coach. It would be difficult to go in as an assistant coach, knowing Mm -hmm. that you've been leading so long. It's hard for you just to, you know, kind of like and that person has to have that same, you know, something about them that we got to be like besties or something where I know. That's (laughs) tough. You know, I know your move, you know, because some people are just different, yeah. you know, their style of coaching or the way they think or whatever. And I've been there. I've been assisted before and I've been assisted USA Basketball. I've been those things. And I would say uh, the right opportunity and the right place to give me an opportunity as a black male coach in a female sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as easy. I've seen a lot of male coaches kind of like die off quickly if they don't turn a program around or not given the same opportunity. It's a lot of things I've seen that politics play that I would be kind of upset at. I would be in the right, I would have that frame of mind to deal with that going in knowing that people will give me a fair opportunity Yeah, and treat me right. Every year at Linwood, there's always someone walked in the door <laughs> that wants your four year commitment. I know, <laughs> so I know it. It's, it's been difficult. A lot of former players, their sisters or former players, their daughters. <laughs> I'm like, man, I've been here that long.
0: <laughs> Seeing generations.
2: Right. I look up and I'm like, it's been 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, there, and A lot of people ask that same question. Why? What, what do you have? What do you have to prove? Like, what What more do you have to do? And I say, you know what? Until God's give me some type of sign <laughs> and say, you know what? Think I would be a coach. I, you know, how how can you just say, okay, now I'm gonna put a timeline mm-hmm. on on something that came to me in a way where it's like ministry. So it's, it's it's different. It's different for me. I don't know about anybody else, but it's different for me. So my reasons, you know, for staying and also being alumni of where I'm coaching at. Mm-hmm. So you have roots and everything. So my main goal. I'll tell you what my main goal was when I got through with my sisters. My nieces and my cousins. <laughs> to make sure my kids yeah, my kids got through. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I had to, I had to make sure my kids got through. I was like, there's no way I'm I'm gonna do all this and not be there for my daughters and my son. They all came through limbo. Right. And they all eventually got scholarships and everything and went on through sports. And then people were like, okay, he's gonna leave now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're all through. It's over now.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. But I was like, no, nah, you're not going to put that on me. You don't know when, when the time is right or, you know, whenever that change happens. And I feel like that from the heart. I mean, it's I'll step away. But right now I, I'm just like a am always a child at heart. That's just the way. I am. So I'm having fun with it. I love it. The kids I have are still coming are passionate. So that's what keeps me keeps me going. Mm.
0: So you had you had some special kids on the roster this year. Yeah. Um, and, yes. and all of that factors in I'm sure to just putting everything together as a whole to, to become a championship team. Right. So let's talk about those, those special, that secret sauce and that ingredient and all, everything that goes into just creating this <laughs> special championship team.
2: Well, Two I'll definitely start off with and that's Rhea Marshall mm-hmm. and Berlia Taylor. Berlia is uh BKA Nunu, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Nunu Taylor. And, um, She was actually the first one I came across, and uh, she was working out in our gym. And people were like, "Coachellas, Coachellas, you got to meet Nunu, you got to see Nunu." But I was moving some stuff one day from a classroom to the bungalows and back because I finally got the principal to give us a nice bungalow where I could put our team stuff, put our pictures up, and all that. And so this little girl back here, like. Doing hesitations and all this, It's a little court back here in the bungalows, like a little, you know, hoop and stuff. And I'm watching, and I'm watching her go. I said, "Oh, you're pretty good. You're pretty good, but you go only go right."
1: Really? <laughs> I said, "Here, let me show you
2: something." <laughs> <laughs> so whoever she was playing, I moved them to the side. Say, "Here, let me let me give you a try." And I, I stole the ball from her a couple of times. Then I asked her names, like I was like, "Oh, you new new, <laughs> okay." <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about you. I said, why don't you, why don't you come out and watch us practice a little bit and, and see if you're interested? Because I would love for you to, to start working out with our team. And you know, I have a we have a development team, we have JV, and we have a varsity team, and we play AAU ball during the summer. And so she said, okay. And sure enough, next day she was at the door, you know, peeking in, watching and everything. You never know who's watching. You That's never right. know. So full circle back. Uh, Nunu started working out with us and everything and we started playing her and then uh, a few other kids. Another guy called me. He was a middle school coach and he told me about Rhea Marshall and both of them, the aunt for Nunu and Rhea's mom, they were really good people and they wanted better situations for their kids. Yes. And I guess from them knowing background people talking to, you know, to them about me that they had that trust. And that's one thing I was really high on. But during that time, Rhea and Nunu, when they first came as ninth graders, they stepped right in played varsity. Mm. Rhea just kept growing and growing. She came to us about already 5'11". And just as long as it's like a little tree. And everybody's like, who's that little skinny girl? But I was like always telling them, you better got to keep your eye on her. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah, know, one summer we played in Atlanta and Ashley Austin, one of our Star point guards went down with a concussion. And you know, as a coach, you're watching your kids, like who's stepping up and stuff. And this is when I first moved Rhea Marshall to a point guard as about a six footer. She's about six-one at that time. And so I told her, hey, you bring the ball up. I'm going to make everybody in this gym, like, turn their heads. <laughs>
0: because
2: he is <has> the tallest <laughs> player on the court bringing the ball up so I know what they're capable of doing. And Rhea was never shy about shooting the ball. And that's the thing. I'm looking at her. I, I, I called her KD, and everybody, once they seen her play, they was like, man, she plays <laughs> like KD." <Katie."> yep. <laughs> and Nunu, she loves Steph Curry. So she tried to emulate, you know, her, you know, Curry type of game. But these were ballers. They were hoopers and they had grades. So oh, that was okay. the other yes. thing. Parents were involved with them. So they just, you know, some people are hoopers and not,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, conditioned and want to go to class so i had a balance of both so i knew their future could be very bright and i'm looking at hey by the time you guys years come around we're gonna have some more banners up there on that wall and just to hear them give you that feedback and say yes coach (laughs) you were you right but kept them close to me bonded them now they're the best of friends it's funny how you just you know had that bridge kind of reach each other and, and mold that. But it's a sisterhood that'll last a lifetime, Absolutely. regardless, especially when you go as a champion, mm. you know, through everything. So they've been through all the battles and all the wars. So this made it extra special being their senior year, going through COVID and all that without this, you know, season even being promised to us. Mm. So it's just like icing on the cake because to me, with every championship, you need a chip on your shoulder. You need a reason to be going in there. It just came out. we just coming to compete. We good. And we're going to take it all. That ain't it. You got to have something. It's, it has to be something motivating you every time you step on that floor. That was what we got from these kids. But Ray Marshall went on. Uh, my goals for her, especially with her abilities and how she stayed in the gym, how she worked, uh, make USA basketball, mm. uh, become a McDonald's All-American, You know, be able to attend the school that you want to attend. Yeah. You know, not... The school that you have to go to because they're the only only few that are recruiting you. But where you want to go, that was my goal. And you come from the inner city. Mm. You don't have to come from, you know, a big private school with a big name behind. Right? You coming from Linwood, even though that was my goal. Also, as a coach, there's going to be a balling factory coming out of here. Rose Basketball Factory coming out where people will say, hey, these kids can make it yeah mm-hmm. and that's what i would say if i made it out of here you can make it out of here If you can make it out of limwood you can make it anywhere mm-hmm. because there's so much to influence you to go the other direction and you had we had so many kids that uh come through your programs or you know different kids but you can see the ones with that mentality mm-hmm. and you just know they can make it mm-hmm. and you want to be that 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 rock for them to keep them on course mm-hmm. so that's what i would was able to do it yes this was a special class of kids so honestly a son finished with us but she joined the Navy and mm-hmm. how many kids you know out of high school join the Navy that can get a basketball scholarship mm-hmm. so right, that ahead. was beautiful for her and two sport athletes she ran track to play basketball so did Jada Turner ran track and played basketball but they committed when they got to me they committed to basketball and this year what made it a little bit easier is that all the seasons, co- you know, combined. Right, so you, you choose one. A sport. You could play multiple sports. Right. But it, special group of kids, um, Leah Shaw, um, Jada Latiti, these kids were in our Linwood development program. So these kids started raw and just worked their way on up. You can look back, all these kids are pretty much had from middle school to high school. In mm, the system. So that was, that's what makes it, yes, extra special.
1: Wow. That, that time, that dedication and consistency to yes. earn there that goal.
2: Yes, because we traveled a lot. We got a chance to really bond. We had a lot of teams in our league cancel games. We played out of seven days. I kid you not, we played five days wow. of straight basketball against some of the highest level of competition this year on our schedule wow. because we had to fill in games and we had to get those games quick to help us for playoffs.
1: Oh goodness.
2: And yeah, so we took lemons and made lemonade because mm-hmm. it just for us to have a season, we barely got in the gym before leagues they they started our league up, you know, with all the COVID testing and stuff the kids had to go through. We had to wait. So we had they only allowed us like the condition outside first, then they barely start letting us use the basketball outside, you know, all these little things. But it just yeah, motivates yeah. you more. Like these people don't understand. Yeah. These girls, like, yeah, they don't even have to be here and they're here. Mm-hmm. So just to see us go through that, and our AD was like, you can't play all these games. Like, you're going back-to-back game. I was like, look, we don't even know if if so-and-so in our league is going to play us. They might forfeit just like the first couple of, you know, games in league, there were forfeits. We dressed up and ready to go with the bus, getting ready to get on the bus, and they tell us uh, so-and-so is not going to play. Oh, my God. Right. Wow. Right. And those teams didn't even do any makeup games. They didn't even want to, like, make up the games.
0: They would just cancel. So them. it was weird.
2: They yeah, they were canceling, but we found out. And I don't want to throw any names out there. They only canceled on us. They played everybody else. It uh-huh. was one team league that played everybody, but didn't play us. Okay. And was, then still and played in the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm not going. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say no names. But mm-hmm. I was like, that's that made it more understanding why they canceled at last minute and didn't do it. When, like you thought you were leaving us under the bus. But I want to tell them you made it better for us because we got better competition to play against that helped prepare us for our journey. Because never all my years of coaching, we played that many games in season and play that quality of of competition to help prepare us. And, And our girls didn't even think about it. And of course, I thought about it this way, too. I said, you know what? They like it better. We just play in all these games and not all these practices. <laughs> That's what oh, it is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never saw like Cool.
0: <laughs> They're
2: not going to complain. Uh-huh. But the thing was, we had been through a regimen like that in Atlanta, and I reminded them of that. And I told our AD. I said, we went played in Atlanta, where I went, played in uh, the Nike Tournament of Champions, mm-hmm. and played in ASGR, played in their tournament at Swanee Creek. We were going back and forth, playing two games a day for about 10 days. Ooh, and we finished off playing in a, a top 10 camp at the end. Oh, wow! And nobody, nobody got injured. Nobody got hurt. But we played. We were trying to get the most for our money being there. We're going to be Atlanta 10 days. We're going to be playing.
0: Yes. <laughs> so,
2: Yes. yeah. And I'll give out one secret. We had our team in a nice big Airbnb with our parents and, you know, it was it was really nice. We, we made it convenient for us. And uh but it was a connection that we had. That was one of the best summers that we had. Wow. And going to Atlanta, you were able to take the kids to, to uh, a lot of the monuments of Dr. Dr. King and everything. So it was a lot of learning as well. Not just a trip of just complete basketball. So we had a lot of things that we could do and enjoy the culture. Wow.
1: That's that's awesome. Well, coming off a a championship year and for everything that adversity you guys had to go through with COVID, how do you reload in such a short span? (laughs) Season's about to happen again. So you as a coach, how do you reload? How do you get these girls back and ready? Like, what is that process like for you?
2: I just try to stick with the uh, normal plan. Mm. Like usually I give them a couple of weeks off and then we go right back at it. I'll call, you know, or text in a group text. Hey, you guys, when do you think you'll be ready? They already know, like, coaches are already, like, he ready to go. So we better not give him no, like, month or nothing <laughs> like that. I mean, when you're around the kids and they they know your mentality, it's already like that. And those kids, I, I kid you not, don't come up with no BS excuses about missing. Mm-hmm. They have legitimate stuff if they have to do. And they're sending that message to anybody else coming to the team, like, mm-hmm. you don't do this.
1: Set the stand. And...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the mindset you want to have, especially at varsity level play, that if there's a reason that you're going to be missing, that we need to know and it needs to be a real reason. And just not, you know what, I don't feel like it this day or I just didn't want to come. Because I'll tell you, you need to stay at home because mm. you don't need to be here. There is work, but we mix it up on stuff that we're doing and it's a process. And all we ask you for your your commitment, because I'm gonna give you everything I got. So I feel that you have to give know what you got in return, your time and your commitment. But we've been able to do that. And like I said, uh, as far as reloading for, especially after COVID and all this, you just have to look at all the times that we had off. (laughs) I never had that much time off of my life. Mm -hmm. I never had that much time where I was just like, I'm not coaching. There's no tournaments. There's the practices like, and the kids were calling me like, coach, they want to do like workouts and stuff. And I was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Even though I wanted to, I can't, yeah. I couldn't because you just didn't know how bad this stuff was right. and you didn't want right. anything coming back on you. Right. And even though some, some coaches, some people were doing it, you know, training or doing whatever, mm-hmm. I had to really be disciplined on this one. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind too, I wanted the kids to miss it. I wanted them yeah. to miss it. Yeah. Because the more you miss it, the more hungry yeah. you're gonna become, you know, to come back. Cause I, I keep that hunger. I keep that chip. As a coach, you gotta have that. Because kids don't know. Sometimes you have to let you know, like, don't you know, like ten years ago, before you even existed, <laughs> these teams we beat, they're gonna be trying to kill us. So. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Still
1: coming for our head. Still feel some type of way. Yeah, I'm like,
2: they don't understand. If you don't understand tradition, I'm going have to let you know some. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But they have no idea of some of these teams like we played back in the day and they wait for any, like, any dent in the armor or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's the way you look at it. And that, that helps get you back, too, <laughs> on track because you know, like, I got to see these teams again. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I look at it that way, like, you know what, uh, mentally we had, you know, all that time off and – and right now, I know we're revving up and gotta get back into it. I didn't even have parents take when is the next practice? When are you guys like people are hungry? A couple of weeks off like you
1: said, that COVID allow people to miss it and and you usually don't get an opportunity to miss right. it, unfortunately, unless you get injured. Mm-hmm. So having a, a right. situation as such, it's like, oh my God, I took this for granted. I didn't even know how much I took it for granted. Right.
2: Yeah, it's up and running. And and a thing right now with especially with universities having kids doing an extra year, you know, all this. So kids are, you have to have, like some kids need extra exposure. They need to gain film. They need to, you know, be seen. It's, it's a lot into it. Yeah, it's not much time for the weary right now. Oh yeah, right, you're
1: right. working. Wow, yeah. working, working. Okay, well, if nothing else, we're going to lace you <laughs> and show you what shoe hey. we have on deck for you. Uh-oh, uh-oh,
2: gotta see <laughs> this. Yours
0: was um, difficult and easy at the same time because like I said, I knew you were a shoehead. Right. And But then there's also just so many shoes that can represent success and and what you're doing. And I ended up coming on with... The Jordan 4 bread, um, because wow, <laughs> right?
2: That's my shoe.
0: That's Aye. your shoe. Why? See, I felt
2: it. You were right and we, and we chose it right, because you are point.
0: continuously breeding champions out there in Linwood, uh, just yep. year after year. So wow, um, we, we felt that that connection to that shoe for you, I guess.
2: That's amazing. And I had that same shoe right there. <laughs> I got that shoe.
1: Oh, perfect! Wow. Look at that.
2: That was that was right on point.
1: <laughs> I love perfect.
2: it. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a shoehead. I I love mm-hmm. my shoes. I mean, I, I'm a collector too. See,
0: yeah.
2: I have a story about some Jordans. I got a, a fresh pair. It was the kind they had the the new buck. They call it the new buck, like Ooh, black yeah. suede.
0: Yeah.
2: And I was so ready to play in them. I put him on top of my car. Oh. Got in the car, took off and oh, no. got a few miles away and I was like Wait. A no, minute. I did.
1: <gasps> oh Right. Man. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Oh no, we need. And yeah. Oh no you did. And I assume Luckily there, I bought them we with went back. a Oh
2: no. Nah, mm. No. Nah, oh, luckily I had bought them with a credit card and I was able to get them replaced. Oh. That was the only blessing in disguise. I was able to replace them. So I was like, thank God. Because I was. You can't do that now. Right. I ain't
0: doing that now.
2: Right. No, all the scams and stuff now, they'd be <laughs> like, uh, sorry for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> sorry, sir. Way to donate to <laughs> <Right>. the community.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. That I can't thank you guys rough. enough. That's... <laughs> you can ship that to me. In a size right? thirteen. <laughs>
1: What's your size, <laughs> man? Um, we're working on that.
2: Thirteen.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's no, that's next. That's next. No, but man. we want to. We want to thank you, you. Right on point. We um, thank we you. were so happy to see that you guys were in the playoffs. Oh man! And having the season that you were, mm-hmm. so we were happy to see you guys back where you're supposed to be, and where you always
2: been. Hey, it's a blessing. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me and just even thinking of me, just keeping me in mind. Uh, believe me, I, I'm, when I pray, I pray for everyone because I know it's really good people. And you guys been steadfast and doing your thing, and I'm I'm happy to see the accomplishments you have and what you're doing right now. Uh, it's always an impact, always an impact always. to the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Always, always, mm-hmm. always. Well, thank you, and we'll see thank what you looks so like next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no pressure. We'll <laughs> We we'll see There's you no here again next year <laughs> champ.
0: That's right. <laughs> we'll be back.
2: All right. I'll be All waiting right. on that uh, Amazon delivery for those shoes there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: don't leave them on top of your roof. Right. Of the car.
2: No, no, I can't oh do that. Goodness. I learned my lesson.
1: Yeah. I learned my lesson. All right. Take care. Love Take you guys. Take care. Bye coach.
2: Bye.
0: To stay connected, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Unlaced Project. Thank you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.